What are your sustainable material choices? This is what I'm going to cover in the next few episodes. In today's show, the topic is sustainable plastics. Now, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but there are recyclable plastics. There's many different bioplastics, which range from impressive to complete greenwashing. There's even plastics now made from oyster shells. The idea that we're going to eliminate plastics tomorrow is unrealistic, so it's important to understand what options are available to us. Get ready for a great show. My name is Michael Markarian, and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities, and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian with Contempo Specialty Packaging. And this is going to be a great show. This one, we're going to talk about your sustainable material choices. What are the material options? We're going to get into some of the more outside-the-box ones at the end. I'm going to do a rapid-fire honorable mentions. But the ones I want to talk about are the ones that are out in the market, and there's a lot of unclear information. There's a lot of misinformation, and I think a lot of the greenwashing, you guys know one of the goals of the show is the time for greenwashing is over, one of the sayings, the missions to end greenwashing, and to make sustainable packaging the norm, packaging that's actually good for the planet. And I think a lot of the reasons that those greenwashed options are out there is because you guys don't do this for a living and you don't know the options that are out there. You don't know how to think about them. There's a lot of nuance and details between the options. So I'm hoping I can put together an episode here that is going to be super helpful, super beneficial, and give you confidence to move to sustainable packaging because I really believe that sometimes the knowledge precedes the action. You want to go sustainable but you don't, maybe because you don't have some of what I'm about to share in this episode. So hope you enjoy it. Get ready. Grab a pad, grab a pen, and let's rock and roll. So I look at it four legs to the table. We're going to talk about the four main materials, plastic, the first one, tin, the second one, glass, the third one, paper, the fourth one. Plastic and paper, we're going to focus on the most because there's the most innovations, and we're going to get to some really, really good stuff today. And I'm going to try to keep it simple, as always, because uh, the goal is to make sustainable packaging the norm and give you knowledge that you need and not try to sound smart and use a bunch of acronyms, and that does no one any good. So get ready, and let's begin. Within the world of plastic, plastic's the number one enemy, uh, and you really have two categories of choices. Ready for this? Choices that are still 100% plastic and then choices that are maybe better plastic options. And we're going to go into this. So let's start with still 100% plastic options. You have PCR, post-consumer recycled content. And I hope these episodes are building. That's my goal, that these build upon each other, that you know you're starting to learn the vocabulary and the concepts as we go from one show to the next. So check out some of the previous episodes if you're new to the channel and uh, because I've gone over a lot of this stuff to try to try to really bring everyone up to speed. So there's post-consumer recycled and then there's also post-industrial recycled, post-industrial within a business, think about it, 
post-consumer, it actually goes through the blue bin and through the recycling process. Um, that's number one. Number two, ocean-bound plastic. Again, we've defined this previously. This is not deep sea, as some people mislead you to believe. Ocean-bound, it's bound for the ocean. It's on shorelines. That's what ocean-bound plastic is. The third category in the still 100% plastic are recyclable. You know, the ones with the chasing arrows on them. It's very important to recognize that just because there's chasing arrows on something does not mean it's recyclable. One of the most misleading things are when people say number seven plastics, which are bioplastics, are recyclable. They just throw a chasing arrows on them. Consumers will think it's recyclable. They put it in the blue bin that contaminates the recycling stream. But there are recycling plastics, and sometimes that's a shortcut too. People, they want to go sustainable, so they say, oh, I'm using plastic, and plastic is recyclable. I don't think so. I think we need to do better. If you're doing that for business reasons, I respect your business, but don't pretend that's a great sustainable option. you got to at least use some PCR if you want to make the claim that you're moving in a sustainable direction. Last thing on recyclable plastics, sometimes black plastics create difficulty in the MRFs. Um, and I think largely it's due to the, the belts, the conveyor belts are black, and then sometimes that plastic blends in, although there's new technology that's helping with that. And actually the last thing, one more thing for you. Some people say things like, the only plastic that's recyclable is number one plastics. Be careful what you believe. Be careful of sweeping statements because they're often not true. Um, a lot of this is localized, which creates challenges because a lot of you sell products nationwide. However, in the cannabis industry, where I spend most of my time, it's not national. It is localized, so we can make some of those decisions. But polypropylene is highly recyclable, highly desirable. And I've heard people say things like, only PET is recyclable. I say, where'd you get that from? Oh, I saw it on a YouTube video. Well, maybe... That YouTube video wasn't totally accurate. Okay, so that's the still 100% plastic category. A quick commercial break here. If you have not subscribed to my newsletter on LinkedIn, please do so. It's called, you guessed it, Sustainable Packaging. And I'm using the newsletter to share my step-by-step -step plan to make sustainable packaging the norm. I would greatly appreciate you subscribing and sharing what I'm posting if you find it valuable you can also feel free to connect with me personally on LinkedIn, Michael Markarian, that's spelled M-A-R-K-A-R-I-A-N. Now back to the show. Now the second family may be better plastic options. So if you're considering a bioplastic, bio-based, bio-preferred, compostable, biodegrade, the question you have to ask yourself is what is this? And I've created five categories that I think covers all of these maybe better plastic options. And I call them maybe better because the jury is out. You need to analyze it. As we've talked about in previous episodes, what is the impact at the beginning of life? What is the impact at the end of life? To really get a sense of if these are actually better than the status quo. I'm going to run through them. I'm going to try not to give you my take on whether they're better because I'm here to educate on the options in this show, although I do have a pretty strong opinion on some of these. All right, so here we go. Number one, plastic plus plant material. Think about this. You're taking plastic, 
you're blending a little bit of plant material in there. I've seen this with the pits of dates. So you have plastic, you throw some pits of dates in there, and you're saying we're using less virgin plastic. Some people are going to say, oh, this is a bioplastic, okay? But you got to differentiate. What do people mean by bioplastic? So that's the first category. You're taking plastic and you're mixing some hemp inside of that. You're sprinkling a little bit of hemp on top. I'm being you know, a little bit joking there, but that's what a lot of these things are. So you got to know, again, what is this that I'm buying? These are usually non-recyclable with the exception of the Coca-Cola plant bottle. Have you ever seen that plant bottle? It's got a green little bottle on the front, plant bottle. It's on some Aquafina. That's PET, which is plastic, and up to 30% plants. It's mostly sugarcane, I believe. So that one is recyclable. Coke obviously did their research that it will pass recycling standards. It's not like they're on a tight budget and they can't afford to run those tests. But that's a big surprise to me that they were able to create a recyclable bottle with up to 30% plants. Now, what does up to mean? I don't really know. Next is biodegradable additives. These are additives that go into plastics to make them biodegrade faster. It really should be additives that create biodegradation faster in a landfill or microbial-rich environment. These are not compostable. So don't let people confuse you into thinking that biodegradable additives are the same as compostable. Remember from the last episode, compostable is always, is about creating compost, nutritious, rich soil. And just because something biodegrades doesn't mean that it biodegrades into compost, which is what compostable packaging should do. Actually, it doesn't always do that, but that's what it should do. You want to avoid oxodegradable additives. There's a lot of controversy, frankly, around biodegradable additives because people think they create microplastics. Oxodegradable additives certainly do. All plastics create microplastics. That's one of the downfalls of, um, of plastics in general. But it's the oxodegradable ones that fragment into pieces. And then there's other ones that will make bacteria eat the plastics faster and don't create or don't cause the plastics to fragment and create microplastics faster. However, all plastics will fragment eventually, I believe that's a true statement, and create microplastics, which is the problem with plastics, that these plastics are entering into our food stream. So that's biodegradable additives. But the one key thing there is it is not compostable. I don't want to see people putting, this is one of my concerns, putting a quote-unquote biodegradable package in their compost. I don't want to see that happening. Number three, compostable biopolymers, okay? These are the PLAs. There's some other good ones. You're taking corn oil. You're taking canola oil. Um, and you know from previous episodes, there's a difference between home compostable or industrial compostable, but these are compostable biopolymers, usually made from oil, corn oil, canola oil. Usually, actually, they're a blend of a number of things. There's usually, insider secret, some petroleum-based uh, products in there as well. Small amounts. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but we're pulling back the curtain on the sustainable packaging show. Number four compostable plus plant materials. Example, PLA plus hemp herd or PLA plus whatever else. So you're taking a compostable biopolymer and adding in something that is, let's say, from nature, and the resulting product is also compostable. It should be. I guess you could take PLA 
and add something in it that would not make it compostable. But so it's not always going to be compostable, but think about compostable plus plant material. And I think that has some merit to it. And number five, outside the box materials. Now, ideally, these are going to be compostable, but there's plastic alternatives that are hitting the market. I just got introduced to a new company I'm very excited about, Strawfish, that's doing straws, cutlery out of oyster shells. Believe it or not, oyster shells, and they're they're going through their testing, and they've actually done a lot of testing that this product um, has properties that it'll be compostable. They're entering into this testing right now. So think about outside-the-box materials as another category. Thanks for tuning in to the Sustainable Packaging Show. The time for greenwashing is over. If you got value from this episode, please leave us a comment and give us five stars. It's going to help us get the word out about the podcast. And that's a key part of making sustainable packaging the norm, right? That's our mission, making sustainable packaging the norm. we got to get the word out for that to happen. So give us five stars. It helps with the mission. We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. And thanks for supporting the show.